millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Lennon, Lennon has to go back to Teixeira, and that's as much as the referee wants to see, probably as much as any of us wants to see, and has called a halt on proceedings in a game that pretty much sums up the season of both sides, I think. And that's it, I'm afraid. Regrettably, guys, I'm here up in the wilds of the Northwest to tell you that uh, the next three games will be the last uh, we'll compete in the Championship for at least a season. Very good evening, Chul, and welcome to this very special, well, not special in a good way, unfortunately, uh, Charlton Live. It's a relegation special. We're looking back at the fact that the Addicts' four-year stay in the Championship is over thanks to last night's goal straw and a meek surrender it really was up at the uh, the Macron Stadium, Bolton nil, Charlton nil was enough to send the Addicts back down to League One. I am your host for this podcast, Louis Mendes. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley is, uh, is Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, all right, all right. It's a, it's a, it's a tough one to take, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, and uh, joining the pair of us, equally glum, Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nathan? Yeah, not bad, trying to live the dream. Yeah, but, uh, trying, it's a bit, yeah. bit difficult after yesterday. It's a bloody <laughs> night, Catherine Mary, at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, as we say, last night's... Uh, uh, games has, has ended up with us relegated, and it's, it's been inevitable for for so so long. But it still hurts, Tom, doesn't it? Yeah, it wasn't so much a feeling of being upset yesterday because it didn't. It wasn't like it came as a shock. It was uh, just being gutted, being angry at how avoidable it's all appeared, um, frustrated. I, I thought there might be some relief because obviously it has been a while coming, but no, it was just it was just gutting, gutting and anger really were the, the two feelings last night when that final whistle went. How was your reaction, uh, Nathan, when when when, when the, the scoreline came through and you realised that, that our four-year stay in this in this league is over? Um, well, I wasn't uh, surprised about the result because I mean, if if you had then uh, if I had loads and loads of money, I would have lumped on under one point five goals. I know that for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was obviously you have that sort of gutting and disappointed feeling but it got to a stage where I knew it was coming it was now or never and you know I'm probably from the from the original time when we got relegated I was a lot more upset then than I am now because I, you just knew it was going to happen and and that's what I think the most disappointing thing is, is that we all saw it coming a long way off. Yeah. So Look, looking at the, the the game itself <laughs> last night, I mean, neither of you were able to make the journey up, but you're, you're both able to to follow via the, the usual methods. It was it was such a meek surrender. I mean, considering we we had played better over the last few weeks, uh, even you know, there's, there's games we've lost where we've looked okay, whereas obviously early on in the season, the reason we were down there is there was such a long spell where we were playing so badly. We had improved recently and we were hoping you just hoping to see a, a bit more fight and it just summed it up I mean there, there was 240 odd Charlton fans who, who made that hor- it's a horrible journey to get up to Bolton on a Tuesday night and they, they made that journey and, and, and to, to, to see their side roll over and, and accept relegation like that is, is particularly hard to take yeah well he said and Jose himself said in the week um, we need to do our bit first and foremost and that, that our part was winning games and um yeah, we've obviously, like you say, we have improved since he's come in. And to then go up there and draw nil-nil, have a couple of shots on target against a team that's already relegated, that's just that's the story of our season. That just sums up exactly why we're going down. But, you know, if we'd have won, at least those players can hold their heads up for the last few games and say, well, look, we tried our best. OK, it was too late. But they can't even do that, really, to surrender so easily to a side that 
that have been so poor for so long is just not not good enough, really. The way the the, the game started started off with sort of a, like a you know, flurry of corners for, for Bolton, who um, you could argue play, playing without pressure now, perhaps, but. Apparently they play quite well in, in their defeat against Middlesbrough over the weekend. But yeah, they, they, they had a flurry of corners. We saw the first real shot, which was sort of a, an effort from Zach Clough, sort of just dragged wide. And then and then the game just fell into this dull, monotonous tone of just, just nothing happening. But neither side getting anywhere near the other team. It was played, I mean, the, the stadium was so empty. And announced attendance of about 12,000. There's no way there was more than 8,000 people in that ground. Absolute maximum. Spread out over... You know the, the the impressive Macron Stadium. So it's a wonderful stadium. It's going to be one of the better ones in League One, as is the Valley. Um, and it was so quiet. It was just like watching an FA Cup game or e- even a training game. It was so. I mean, I I heard so, uh, someone told me at half time that the uh, the the friendly played up at the, the Macron. <laughs> People forget we played a friendly before the season against Bolton on a Friday night. Uh, apparently, that looked more competitive than last night's game. You just can't understand why. There wasn't that urgency. Yeah, I think it all goes. I mean, you alluded to saying um, the pressure should be off, um, and in theory, we said on the preview um, that you know maybe we should use it in, as a case of you know tr- pressure off. Just go out and ex- express yourself. But maybe, well, it seems the case that the, there was no belief in there before the ball was even kicked. So, I mean, if you're going to go there and you know the players know they're going to more or less need to win every single game from the end of the season. You know, it's it was. I just never see it was always going to end up on a bore one, a bore draw. Or, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was the belief. Maybe they sort of was resigned to fact like we were, um, which there are. They are human after all, even though they have to try and be professional. It was yeah. Sure. It was the it was the first the first game where we could have gone down. It's not like mm. we could. It's not like we could have gone down over the weekend. But yeah, yeah. You know, it was the first time that we that we could. And it, it just seemed to play on their minds so much because mm. they, they they just did not get out of second gear. I think the only the only semblance of a chance we saw in that first half was a, a cross from Motta I think it was that the McKeanock was quite deep in the area he got a header towards goal but it was easy for, for Ben Amos and then uh, yeah even, even like Bolton didn't offer much more than that the, the second half came out and you know we, we started with a, about three minutes worth of urgency I think Jordan Cousins had a shot but then, then Bolton started to get on top and I mean Darren Prattley should have won it for them late on a, a ball across the face of goal there was a, an interesting bit during during the second half where Georgia Teixeira got away with um uh, he was the last man. He was on the halfway line. Uh, Emil Heskey was right next to him. The ball over the top. Emil Heskey was the wrong side of him. And uh, George Teixeira didn't fancy himself over half the pitch against Emil Heskey in a, in a foot race. I think <laughs> someone needs to educate. I wasn't. Yeah, someone needs to, someone needs to uh, educate George about how how uh, uh, slow Heskey can be. But he, put, he pulled him back and actually got away with that. So that was quite funny. And then I th- I'd say in going into the last ten minutes, I was sitting there thinking, do these? Does anyone realise that we have to win tonight? I know. I know we're not going to stay up either way, but. Just, just to, yeah, and the, the I'd, I'd say any bit of urgency didn't come until the last in injury time. Basically, we, we we forced two corners, none of which came to anything. I think Jordan Cousins had a shot that went in literally into the top tier, uh, just to sum our season up. And, and there goes that final whistle, and and just dejected. Yeah, I had um, pretty much. I was following it on on Twitter yourself and the the main Charlton feed and a couple of others and. It got to about 60, 65 minutes and I was bored just following it on there as well. And I was like, what's the point? There's nothing happening. No one's telling me anything. There didn't seem any urgency coming across at all. And clearly that was a fair reflection of the game because I know people were watching it on Sky Sports as well. And every time they were posting comments from whoever it was from Sky that was at the game, they were just saying, look, Charlton already think they're down. Like They just seem like they've given up. There's no urgency. There's no threat. and, And that's exactly how it came across to me as well. So then... It was basically just a case of waiting for that final whistle to go, so I can go right. That's it. We're done now. Mm. It's confirmed. Let's just you know try and move on now. The final whistle goes, and uh, we're we're, we're going to talk about the, uh, the the fans' reactions uh, after we hear from uh, from Joe Zariga. He came out to speak to uh, myself and Terry. Um, it's it's an interesting interview, and we'll, again we'll we'll talk about how we think Riga's done since he uh, since he came back afterwards. But let, first of all, let, let's hear what Joe made of last night and uh, his future. I'll ask him about his future as well. For sure, we are not at the level that we have to be today. Um, we all have seen the same, I mean. Um, but I repeat, we don't have to forget how much we were present the previous game. Um, how many points, much more points we were deserving through, through this big game that we played. And today, of course, you, you feel the atmosphere, you feel that uh, it was very heavy for all of us. I mean, the situation of the club and psychologically, certainly, 
we were missing uh, what we normally need in this kind of game. And after that, we were missing off everything on the pitch. I mean, accuracy was not there, passing option, a lot of things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not today that <laughs> the problem uh, happened. It's, it's of course, uh, earlier than only the game against Bolton. Of course, and you tried a different formation today. Uh, looked like at the, at the start anyway, three at the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're obviously trying to go for it. Yeah, I, I just wanted, of course... Uh, fresh legs, uh, other idea because I, I was expecting a difficult game just because our situation, just because of course uh, we face at this moment big opponents and I want yeah to give other other opportunities to the squad but now it wasn't working. I, I tried during the game to affect the game but now I I wasn't able to do it and and the player were. Not really in the game from from the first second until the end. We've got three games left now. Uh, it's going to be a, a tad difficult to uh, to try and get uh, the players uh, up and, uh, and and motivated for for games where um, our, our fate is almost but uh, almost pretty much sealed. And then, of course, um, do you start now looking looking much further ahead, or do you just take these three games on their own? Well, I would say, you know, the first thing is to have a meeting with our responsible, of course to be able to speak about the future. That's one thing. But we, we have not finished with what uh, we have to do this season. And, and I'm sure the next game, and, and, and certainly the game at home, we will see a, a different team that we, we saw today. Because I know, and you know all what we are able to, to achieve. And I'm, I'm convinced that we will see another, another phase of Charlton. And, uh, of the players because they are there to give more and we want to give more. Of course as a club we're not scared to throw in youngsters when we feel they're uh, good enough and when they're uh, um, capable, we feel they're capable of performing. Is that something you might do in the, in the remaining three games, maybe bring some youngsters through, give them a taste? Well I have to, to have the, the right reflection about the situation and what I want to show through these three games but you know we are all competitors so we want still to, to get some win and it's not the review I mean of the club of the young player is not only through the last game it has been down earlier in the season I've seen some games on, of the, the under 21 we have discussed sometimes about uh, the, the player we think have the quality so the job didn't st doesn't start now. We, we we did some some meeting already, so we'll see we'll see what what the situation and, and how we can manage the rest of the season to to think about the next one, because uh, as I said to, to to all the players, the best way to start the next season is to to finish this season fully fit. So I have to to, to think about all this. I mean, I don't want to to have a player injured at this moment of the season because. It's not the, the right moment. So all these things I will take care about and I will do the thing in a way that I will find the right solution for the, for the next game. Uh, we hear 250 Charlton fans came up uh, today to Bolton to, uh, to try and uh, lend support, to try and uh, push you forward to, to, to maybe get a result. But uh, sadly it's not to be. Um, we've got a, maybe a message for, for those who, uh, uh, who have followed uh, all the way up here but come gone home. Unfortunately, sad tonight. Yeah, um, I, of course, I, <laughs> I would prefer to offer them another another spectacle than what we what we did today, another result for sure. But the only thing I can say is thank you. I mean, they they did their job uh, until the end, and they, you know, even in in this situation, I got the feeling that most of the time they were backing us and certainly when we play away and even at home the way we were competing on the pitch and the way we were playing on the pitch um, pushed them to back up and, and that's what they did and, and of course I appreciate I appreciate and for the rest I know exactly who I am and what I want for the club so of course thank you well it's a sad night for, for Charlton but uh... Obviously, good luck for the remaining games of the season, uh, and thanks for coming to speak to us. Thank you. So, so Thank with you. with the fate now sealed, when when you look back, do you think there's anything that you would have done differently, or perhaps the club could have done differently before you came? It's difficult to say, you know, because I wasn't there. I think we. That's for me, something very important is to be able to 
to establish, I mean, uh, the, the, the right uh, assessment of, of what happened this season, and, and that's not only my job. I have some ideas about, but it's not only my job. And I think it's necessary because if we want to change the thing, we have to recognize that we made some mistakes. I always say after a game, if I made some mistake, I'm the first to say I made some mistake because it happened. But um, yeah, the best thing we can do not maybe I because I'm not the responsible but to do about all the season is to to be able to <laughs> to learn from the lessons and, and of course uh, maybe to change what what was wrong uh, that um, for sure when you get this kind of result it means that some bad things has been done or not, not the right choice not the right strategy uh, I repeat, I cannot speak about all this before I arrive. Just I want to say, when I arrive, um, it took a little time to find the right balance in the team. But after that, I think we didn't get what we we deserve uh, so many times. But maybe it's just a signal that that we receive for what has been done previously. The owner has shown a, reef, a ruthless streak with managers in the past. Have you had any indication from him whether he'd, he'd be wanting to keep you on? And personally, do you want to stay on? That will be the, 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 certainly the contents of the next meeting because uh, we didn't have any discussion until right now. I mean, until now, so about. So that, that will be, of course, the main thing uh, in, in, in the, the, the future week or or days, so I cannot <laughs> say nothing about and because it's too early and I have to discuss, yeah, sure. So you, you haven't made your own mind up if you're given the option to say if you'd like to still be here next season? Uh, it depends on the context. Uh, you have just <laughs> spoken about uh, the context and, and the whole season, so I think uh, it depends how, how they see... I mean, the reaction, see the things and how they want to do the thing in the future. That's the most important for me. What do you think about his shot? No, he tees up, Lookman into the penalty area. And there's number four. Adam Ola Lookman back in the team, back on the pitch and back on the score sheet. Thoughts of uh, of Jose Riga there. Um, first things first, he, he was clearly devastated. I mean, um, obviously I was up close, but if you get a chance to see the the video on the on the club website of the uh, of the interview, he was clearly upset uh, towards the end, um, and and quite tellingly, and, and I, I I praise him for this. Um, after the, the the cameras and the microphone stopped rolling, he um, obviously it was, it was only me and Terry doing doing that interview. There's not, not surprisingly little, surprisingly little interest in in Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and obviously he knows that the pair of us are Charlton fans. And um, after the the microphones turned off, he uh, he uh, quite simply apologised. He said uh, he, he just looked at me and Terry and he said he's sorry because obviously he knows how much it hurts. Uh, that the pair of us and all, and all Charlton fans, he, he said sorry for, for not being able to to keep him up, and he like, but like I said, clear, clearly devastated himself. Um, 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 he came into a much bigger task than he was expecting, it seems. Yeah, I don't think he had any idea just how bad things were this time. Um, obviously, like you say, he he'd been at the club before, so he knew us. I think he knew maybe what the fans, how the fans react, what the club's like. So to come back and to have done so well last time to not be able to do that now must be really tough for him because I think he genuinely thought he could keep us up and I don't think he really anticipated just how bad it was so like you say he knows you and Terry are Charlton fans and obviously he doesn't have to do it but I think it's really big of him to come out and say look I'm sorry I couldn't do it you know I thought I could as well and and it's not gone the way I wanted No, do do you think Jose's done a good job since he's come back will you say he's done a good job do you think he's not done enough um that's a hard one. I think he's probably done the best he probably could in terms of the the 
personnel he's been sort of dealt. Um, you know, he's brought in. I mean, God knows where we'd be. I know I'm not saying George is, you know, the most amazing player in the world, but God knows where we'd be if he didn't play with his goals and his performances. So he's he's obviously changed it around and made us better. But you can't change the majority of, you know, the, the personnel and the tactics and the philosophy in that, in that little space of time against, you know, when we need to get results. So I wouldn't say he's done a bad job, but, you know, I wouldn't say he's um, he's done amazing. Yeah, I just the, the, think of it. He admitted in, in his interview there that it, it took a while for, for things to gel. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, that, that there's a few games where we, we've very much questioned decision making. I mean, yeah, you know, the Milton Keynes game is the one that, that just stands out so much for me. Even though it was last night, there was there was five changes, some of which were surprising to some people. Uh, you know, uh, Harriet not playing despite the fact he's, he's been a lot better recently. Mm. Um, so, so it's, it's it's interesting. I mean, he he obviously is gutted. I mean. There, there is. He, he obviously had a, a very good feeling from the Trump fans after the last time he was here, and you know, it's, 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 with, with everything's going on, and it is a, it is a horrible place. I still think, you know, Charlton is a club that once, once you get involved with it, is it, it, you, you do feel the the love as such that, that there can be around Charlton. Yeah, I think I agree. I think um, in terms of whether he's done a good job or not, we're looking at it in the context of him replacing Carroll, and um, with him being so far out of his depth, you know, it's it is going to look better and, and results have improved but just having a quick look back at some of the results you know we lost 1-0 at home to Bristol City we lost 3-0 away to Fulham okay Fulham at home are alright but you look at where they are that's a heavy loss we lost 2-1 to Preston um, and like you say the main standout game is that 0-0 with MK Dons and you think you know you don't expect him to come in and work miracles and win every game but there's five games there where we've got no points from him and arguably you get you know, a couple of wins and a draw, you know, seven points out of those, that makes a huge difference. Um, but yeah, I he's clearly not done as well as he did last time, but like Nathan says, I don't think he's got the squad he had last time at all. So, But I think if, he, if from the on, from the outset as well, I think if when he first come in, um, he's probably, he might have seen the squad go where well, it doesn't actually look that much of a bad squad, but he do, probably didn't have any idea of the sort of mentality of the players and the, you know, the physical fitness of the players. Um, and how soon we some of the players seem to be made of cornflakes, but it just he probably yeah on paper he probably thought well, I could do this, and then he's got here and you think actually <laughs> I'm yeah. in a bit of trouble here. <laughs> yeah, I think it was after the Fulham game where he first admitted to to Rich Coyle of the South London Press that um, in 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 the, like the press conference after that it was a, a much bigger job than, than what he was expected mm-hmm. to do. Um, so I, I asked him trying to get a, a gauge of a whether he wants to be here in, himself next season or, or b whether he thinks he'll be here because you know Roland Sachs managers that, that's what he does that's, that's his mm-hmm. his idea of fun. Um, the, the 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 fact that I asked him if he wanted to be here and he said it depended in which context. So he's obviously talking about what support he's going to get, what control he's going to get for years and years now. People have been talking about Roland about how he meddles and stuff. So it, it felt like he, to me that he was answering if, if I get some more control or something. So you know, did, did, can you see him being here next year, Tom? Uh, personally, I'd like him to be. Um, I agree. I think he needs assurances. He needs to know he's got a bit of money to spend. He needs to know that he can choose what who the players are or he can at least recruit a scout that can do that. He can't rely on this this method that Roland swears by, which just clearly isn't working and finally has proven that case. Um, I think if he gets those assurances and he's able to sign things, I think he is a good manager and I think he could do good things with us. Whether he wants to, I don't know. Obviously, this relegation has hurt him. Um, whether he wants to be the person who then turns us around and tries to get us back up, I'm not sure. But it, I think it's all going to come down to those assurances. Can can he be assured that he's going to get to put in place a squad that he wants? On the you flip it over, so we, we've said... Uh, if he wants to stay here, flip it over. Not not looking at it from Roland's point of view, but looking at it from a fan's point of view. I mean, you, you said you'd like him here. Others may say, um, absolutely. Yeah. Has, has he got? Has he got experience? Yeah. Don't forget how inexperienced he is in English football. Uh, he's not. He's, he's not Neil Warnock. He hasn't got a history of getting teams promoted out of divisions. So there's, the League One is such a tough, tough league, and our, our Sheffield United have been down there the entire time, like five I or think, six um, years since we've been out there. I, I'd clarify my wanting him to stay by the fact that if he goes, I don't think what we would get in with Roland in charge would be better. Yeah, I, there are definitely other. Yeah, there are definitely other managers out there that I would have over Riga in League One. I don't think while Roland's in charge, we'll get those nah, managers. No Therefore, I would take Riga as the best that we're going to get under Roland mm. to try and rebuild that. Um, obviously we know plenty of managers that are out there who we'd have instead but 
I think the chances of us getting them are, are so small at the moment. That's a good point. What about you, Nathan? Yeah. Have you got a feeling about that? <clears throat> yeah, no, I was just more or less about to say exactly the same. So, I mean, if, if them lot upstairs are still here, then you're just going to ha- have to hope that Riga stays here just for some sort of stability. Otherwise, we're just going to get another nobody. Um, because, you know, like you said, we're not going to get a Warnock. We're not going to get Chris Powell back or whatever like that. So that's not going to happen. On the flip side, if they go, the, the people upstairs, then I think it's a whole different... You know, Joe, I wouldn't want Jose here. Not that no, he's been not, bad. Yeah. Of course not. But um, I'm not saying I'd want Chris Powell, but I'd want someone more established and someone with a bit more experience, like everyone sort of said. So I think it all depends on who's here. Because, you know, if they're still going to be here... You're gonna to have to have Jose unless we go unless we go back to square one, and get Bob back, and then we just start all over again. <laughs> I think it's his turn, isn't it? Now, yeah. yeah, it's interesting, really. If you look at the, um, the the rebuilding that needs to be done at this club now, um, when we went down to League One in the first place, we didn't rebuild. We continued with uh, Parkinson, who was uh, obviously the Pardew's assistant, so there was no rebuilding there. Uh, and Park Park had done an okay job back in the feed. He done well to to get us into the playoffs, but didn't get us over that line. And after. You know that started to fall apart the next season. Then, then Chris Powell came in, had a difficult half season, but then he started with a complete rebuild of the club because to, to get that losing mentality out of the club and the, the, there's, there's there's a losing mentality here, which um, obviously is toxic and, and it doesn't and and it, it affects the, it is the players who have the losing mentality now. They're they're the ones who've lost every game, lost the game and, and got relegated. There's the mentality around the club of we do not like these owners, and in terms of an actual rebuilding, I can't, I cannot see how these current owners can rebuild this club because of the strength of feeling against them. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think I touched on it last week about Chris Powell's Talksport interview after he'd left us, and um, one of the things he said in that, uh, again going back to that, was um, that when he arrived at the club, how much of a mess it was, how everyone was still sort of thinking about us as a Premier League club, and. He needed to just clear all that out. And you look at us now, like you say, with everything that's going on, with all this negativity, not just around the team and the squad, but the club as well, you need something like that again. You need a complete rebuild. And like you say, we're not going to get that under, under Roland. Even if the, you know we have to ship out players, is he realistically therefore going to bring in new players with points to prove and, mm-hmm. and hunger and desire for that level? No, nah, chances are he's going to bring in other players from his network or from overseas and let's face it, they're going to be of a lesser quality than the ones we've even brought in this year. And the ones this year couldn't cope. So what makes what makes anyone suspect that you know the ones he brings in next year are going to be any better? So yeah, I think uh, whilst whilst Roland's still in charge, um, I think League One's going to be tough. You know, but Parky did a really good job, like you say, to get us into the playoffs with that squad. And I don't think I think we're going to really struggle if if the regime stays as it is. Right. Well, one player you're talking about. Players who are going to be here next season. One player who has confirmed that he will be is the skipper Johnny Jackson. He came out to speak to Terry after yesterday's game. Another man, a man who bleeds uh, Charlton, and uh, you could you could see the devastation on his face. But he admits that the players have to take uh, some of the blame themselves. Skipper, thanks for joining us after uh, uh, another sort of disappointing um, evening here at uh, here at Bolton, where sort of the, the game would you say sort of sums up uh, the season? Really, we. Uh, Huffed and puffed, but no end result. Yeah, pretty much. I think we, we ain't done enough tonight to win the game. And we knew we had to, to have any, you know, prolong it. Um, we haven't done enough, and yeah, we haven't done enough all season. And tonight is the end result of, uh, unfortunately, us not being good enough over the, over the stretch of games. And you know, we've got what we deserve tonight, because we've come here needing to win and we haven't, we haven't managed it. Haven't done enough to do it, so got what you deserve. Uh, not just in this game, obviously, but in previous games. I mean, in the last couple of months, we've we've uh, we've looked a slightly better outfit than than previous uh, previous months prior to that, and maybe haven't got our uh, our rewards necessarily. Uh, that any bearing on tonight? Bearing, bearing in mind we we played some really good football up, up to this point, but not really got anything. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it was lost necessary tonight or over the last. Month or so, it was lost in that that run of games where we didn't pick up a win. In I mean, I don't know the exact exact amount, but you know the stretch that I'm talking about, where we took some hidings on the road, and you know it was just a bad, bad run run of form that that saw us slump, and we paid the price. You know, that's that's where we uh, that's where we lost it really. Um, yeah, we've seen a bit of an upturn in form of late, but ultimately, yeah, too little, too late. You know. 
We've got a core of uh, got a core of players in the squad. Uh, yourself, uh, obviously Chris Solly, uh, Morgan Fox, and, and, and the youngsters come through Callum Herrick, John Cousins, who are uh, have grown up with this club. Uh, and then you've got Charlton at heart. So, um, how'd you go about uh, um, rebuilding us? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Or, or just keeping uh, keeping the, the spirits up for the last three games as well. It's going to be tough. I won't lie. Um, it would have been nice to get the win here. So at least you know you're going into into Saturday's game. You know, albeit you know probably forlorn hope, but you know something. Um, but obviously now we know our fate, and uh, it's going to be tough to you know, to to rally rally them for, for that for that game. But you know we've got to do it. We owe it to the we owe it to the supporters to to do it you know the, the guys that have come up here today to support us the, one, the ones that supported us all season you know they're the ones really guided for because they don't deserve this you know we deserve the players because we haven't been good enough but can't ever you know uh, question the support of the players and and the effort that they put in so they don't deserve this tonight um, you know we're going to have to try and give give them something you know it won't it's not going to undo the damage, but we have to try and do something for them the last three games to, you know, maybe give, maybe give them hope for, you know, next season. I don't know. It's going to be tough. And uh, your own personal um, outlook for, for well, not just the end of this season, but for, for, for next season as well. Obviously, a lot of players have got to look at where we're going in League One and, uh, and decide their own futures, I guess. Yeah, no, I can't speak for the other lads, but, you know, it's in my club. You know, I, I'll be there. I'll be doing everything I can to to help us bounce back. You know, I've been there before and captain the side to a promotion from League One, and at the moment, you know, that won't sound like you know, much much solace to the supporters. But I think we have to uh, we have to try and rebuild and recreate some of the spirit that we had that year. You know, because that's some of the best times in my in my career, and I'm sure the supporters enjoyed that year and. You know, we have to hope that we can rebuild in the right way, and uh, you know, I'll do all, all I can to to help that process um, and approach next year like we did that year that we that we got out of League One because none of us want to be there. We want to want to get this club back to where it belongs, and it's, uh, it certainly doesn't belong there. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just gutted that it's come to this. Well, I think if there's anything that supporters can take from uh, from tonight. Is the news that uh, that you'll be uh, be with us next season to to fight for us? I think uh, I think if anything might give them a crumb of comfort. It's that. So uh, appreciate all your skill and thanks for that. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. Skipper Johnny Jackson absolutely devastated after uh, relegation was confirmed last night. Um, uh, Charlton fans seemed very grateful. I mean, he confirmed he's going to be here next season, which was 
you know music to our ears. He's uh, like I say, he's one of the most uh, he's, one, he's one of the best people to have around it, it, at the moment as, as Charlton fans. He's, he's one of the only ones that seem to know what to say to, to lift our morale, even uh, even though like, as he admits, it, the players have to take a, you know, a fair proportion of the blame as well because they haven't really been up to it this season at times. I think as a fan, you would after a game like that, you would have an idea of what in a dream world your captain would come out and say. And um, and we're lucky enough to have a captain who's come out and pretty much word for word said what you would want them to. You know, he's apologised, he's acknowledged that it's the fans who, who are being hit. It's, you know, he's acknowledged that the players haven't been good enough. It's just, uh, you know, I think we're going to look back at, at some point when he retires and realise just what a massive figure around this club he's been. And I know a lot of people realise it now, but it's just very very hard to replace that and to hear that he's still going to be here next year you know yes he might be a yard slower than he was a few years ago yes he might be a couple of years older but you can't take away his knowledge of this club and and what he brings you know around the training ground and to new players coming in and makes them feel you know to know what it is to play for Charlton and that's going to be invaluable in that league where we're going to find it so tough yeah someone who's who's been there and done it before he's 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 had his hands on that league one trophy before Nath you know it's going to be so important his experience to try and to try and guide the 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 playing squad through what's going to be another incredibly tough year next year in league one yeah and I think you could do it I think obviously I wasn't there but I saw um on Twitter and stuff the sort of reaction that was that he had when you know he was subbed off um because you know, he didn't want to come off, even though he might not have been able to carry on. He just simply didn't want to come off, and um, yeah, it's going to be a challenge for him next year to build that 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 team bond that we had. You know, go back to Laurie Wilson and Michael Morrison, Dale Stevens, get all that back. It's it's going to be a massive challenge, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be a lot more difficult for Roland to do that. Which there's FFP rules, which I won't bore you with, but. It's just difficult to. I don't. I really don't see how Roland's going to do it. I really don't know the, the, to try the, and get that back. One of the most important things about when we did come back up was, um, you know, we we bought so many players. We bought the creme de la creme of of lower league English football to to get us back up and, and players who could even play mm. in the championship. And we and, and and we had this knowledge. We had we had Phil Chappell. We had Chris Powell. The, the, these people who have this knowledge of the English game know it inside out and picking players who know the English game inside out and know how to play in these tough games and. When Roland came in and, and stopped using Phil Chapel properly and got rid of Chris Pound, we just we just threw away all that year, all those years of experience of players of knowing what sort of player to get into the club, you know what 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 sort of players are out there, and we we just thrown it away, and that's why we've struggled so far because you know on, on paper as someone a, a European player who who is a, a fancy player would, would look good, but you, you need you need a certain something to understand a, a bit of steel, a bit a bit a bit of understanding of the English game, and we we, we gave that up. We 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 had it and we gave it up. Yeah, 100%. I, um, again, going back to that same TalkSport interview with Powell, and he talks about that summer of rebuilding, and he says he went to the board and he said, I'm going to find players that can play in the championship, but I'm going to convince them to come down to League One level and play with me because I reckon we can build a squad that will then go on to be competitive in the championship. And he said, what a brave thing that is to say for someone who's not really ever been a manager before, and he managed to pull it off. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. And you know, we were so lucky to to do that because you see the likes. Uh, it's a completely different end of the scale, but you see the likes of <clears throat> Tottenham spending all that bail money, for example, and seeing how long it takes for a team to gel, and they're just kind of starting to see the rewards of that with some of their players now. But we just got an immediate return, and the reason that happened was the feel-good factor around the club and everyone pulling together to work together to that promotion. And we were about as far away from that as you can get now. You know the. The owners, the players, the the fans—they're all so separate, and it's just going to have to be a completely different type of rebuild. And and like you say, if it's all being based on stats and how fast someone is or how many key passes they can make, well, that's not going to cut it in League One, unfortunately. Which is just like the Championship—a very competitive league—and with players who don't know how to compete in that league, we're going to struggle. Right. Um, we, we've mentioned the rebuilding of this club so many times, and. You know, talked about the, the the losing mentality that will now be ingrained into the playing squad, but we also talked about the 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 way that the the ownership is viewed, and we all know fully well it's, it's viewed terribly. It's um, <laughs> people people don't like the owners, uh, and uh, there's no better way of seeing that. Whereas uh, the, after the reaction to the statement released last night by the the CEO, Captain Mary, obviously. Uh, obviously, would have been prepared before the game. Uh, it, was, it would have been ready for for a few days, I dare say. And they um, it released a, a pond full time. It had to get out there sometime. 
Uh, so they, they released it at full time, um, and the reaction to it was, as you'd expect, pr- pretty toxic. Yeah, it was always going to be. I mean, it was. Th- We've always said it, you know, when they write a statement, it's either ridiculously crazy or they just do it because they have to. And it was one, but it, it just seemed a lot like hollow words to me. It just felt like it was a, well, there it is. And just how quick it was as well. I couldn't believe how quick it was um, released. I don't right. know why. It, it, you, it was ready. It was, obviously yeah. it was ready. You have to prepare for these things. I'd, yeah. You know, I'd written my, um, what I was going to write, what I was going to say on the radio. Once we got once ready. I'd already had it ready. So yeah. you don't want to be putting it out flustered. And I think it's, Best, best to get out there as much as whereas a lot of people were upset with the timing because I, I, they felt it was bad timing for, for me personally I didn't really care about the timing it had to go out at some point yeah. uh, it's, it's, just, it's just the platitudes in it it's, mm. uh, they, they finally apologised for something just you know <laughs> that, that made the cut in the end um, the, 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 it's, it's just it's so much stuff that we've heard before we're, we're going to start rebuilding our sole aim is promotion next season our sole aim beforehand was to be a competitive championship club and, and we've, no, we've nowhere near achieved it the fact we need to rebuild is because of the fact that, that we were a, an okay club that was lacking funds so we had to be sold uh, and we got taken over and absolutely destroyed we were, we were a club that despite lacking funds we were, we were a built club we had a, the, the, at least the the spine of a decent squad, and 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 that was taken away from us. That's the it's, it's, that's that's why people are angry about this statement. Yeah, I think um, I think first of all, it's a statement that you know could have been written by by any club. You know, it's just a generic, cliched sort of statement. It doesn't really respond to any of the issues that we've had all season. And secondly, I think it's a, barring the word relegation, it's the sort of statement they could have released six months ago, a year ago, a year and a half ago to apologise for the failings that they've made and to say that they're going to rebuild the club and it's it's no good coming out once we've been relegated and going, oh yeah, sorry about that, we really were, you know, we were trying our best. Well, you never showed that for two years and now we've been relegated, you're coming out and telling us that. That's no good and to come out with that same high projection that we're trying to build a, a you know, a sound footed championship club that's what they keep coming back to every time there's another press release or another thing that they announce they say yeah that's our aim that's our aim well great but we're now in league one so scrap that aim because you're not going to get it our aim now is trying to get back to the championship as quickly as we can and how are you going to do that don't just say oh there's going to be a rebuilding effort because no one's going to believe you no one they've proved in absolutely zero way so far that they're the people who have the ability to to do this, this rebuild and yeah so it's you know, time. I, I, I'm hoping that time doesn't tell. I'm hoping that we don't have to find out. I'm hoping that someone else will come and take yeah. take over the the, the reins of, the, of this club, and, and that Roland gets bored. And you know, we we, we know about now that the, the Paul Elliott consortium that's revealed by the Voice of the Valley fanzine that, that there's a, another, and we we've known for a while, uh, thanks thanks to Rick as well, about the uh, the, the Peter Varney led consortium. That there's, there's people out there, and you know, it's, some, sometimes people say it's better the devil you know, but not not this devil, not this no. devil. Uh, I was uh, the, just just looking. If you looked at the Chapman Life forum, the, the first few reactions to the to the statement. Just to read out a few choice ones. Uh, Nicholas said, "Too late." Protest carry on. I am Dan said, "F off." The Red Robin said, "Too late." Sell up and f off. Uh, Beck Boy says, "Is it for real?" Yes. Uh, uh, Southwest Addict said, "Yawn." Rosen Crown said, "Resign." Catherine Beck Boy said, "How about we have failed and we're willing to sell the club?" Just just f off. Uh, and then and then Danny said, "Get stuffed." Do you not get it? You are not wanted or welcome here. Do you not understand? I haven't seen a single comment from anyone saying, oh, that's a good statement. No, it just sums up exactly what we've been saying, you know, through the whole show and through through this whole season, really. Mm-hmm. That people are just fed up of them coming out with the same statement again and again and again saying, you know, our main aim is to rebuild and to push for the Premier League. Well, you know what? Now we need a different sort of statement. We need you to come out and you need to tell us exactly how you're planning to rebuild and how you're going to shape a squad that can get ourselves back into the championship. Because that's our aim first and foremost, and there's nothing in that statement to suggest that they're going to be able to do that. It's funny. Uh, I was walking around Wigan today, long after after Bolton, and obviously Wigan's the town that have gone down to League One, and, and they're getting ready to rebuild, and there's such a good feeling around the town. It's just, you just know that you can pick up a good feeling, then. Oh, so, right, <laughs> then how, how nice it can be at a football club. Right, we had um, it. Four years ago, we had that. Yeah, you forget mm-hmm. about it. Everyone's, it's like, because it's, it's four-year four anniversary now of all the title celebrations, it's all coming up on everyone's, you know, time hop apps and your your Facebook <laughs> memory stuff, and it's it's just, it's even more painful the fact that yeah. we have to, to look at that again. Right, I mean, I've just put, I've just put down on, on, on my notes, from, on my running order for the show, I've just put down, let's try and pinpoint the reason, the reasons why we're going down. I mean, 
I mean, I've, I've called this a, a, a relegation special. I mean, this could, this could be an hour-long special on its own. The reason it's <laughs> gone down. But, if, you know, if, if you had to pinpoint maybe t- just two or three from this season and from the, the entire Du Chatelet reign, what, what would you go for? Um, uh, in second place would be um, the recruitment policy of, um, in terms of uh, videos and not actually using logic. Um, <laughs> Lack of logic. Yeah, and the top one is to have Carroll in charge for a third of the season. That's that's that still sticks out like a country mile of my well my my view anyway. Yeah, looking at this season in specific. Th- yeah, yeah, it's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, Tom. Um, I'd say Carroll's played his part, but I'd have the re- recruitment policy ahead of it. I think. Um, I think the lack of knowledge of English football, the lack of. Uh, ability or the decision not to utilize other people who do have that knowledge um and then bad signings you know we've a bad signings and under investment because we've probably got eight maybe nine players in this squad that could compete in the championship and we have seen that in games but it's not good enough we need 15 16 maybe up to 20 players that can do that and they weren't prepared to do that um so i think that that combination really is it's the main thing, as I say, Carroll's obviously played a massive part as well. But you know, we have discussed, reflecting on that, that his hands were tied to a certain extent with the players he had to play. I'm not saying that excuses him at all, and he clearly was out of his depth. But yeah, I think I think those are the main main three things really. To see the the arrogance of of the man, uh, you know, Roland, to, uh, to to think that he can take over football clubs. You know, he's obviously, obviously he has a few football clubs, and, and he's he's an he's an electronics man. You know, if he wanted to take over a Tamagotchi factory, then I'd. You know, I'd throw my support. Well, I wouldn't really care to be fair. I wouldn't throw. I'd throw my support behind him. You know, if if he wanted to do something that's in his field of expertise. But you know, I struggle to think. Struggle to imagine he has a field of expertise in anything. The way he's he's cack-handed yeah. this this football club. And I, I remember talking in one of my pieces after after Carroll got sacked, saying that this a lack of championship now runs throughout the club from the playing squad to the the manager at the time which was Carol's now Jose at the time I thought it was going to be in the bush so I was yeah. like oh, Jesus uh, and 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 the ownership as well the CEO is not a not a football CEO she's a lawyer you know it, it all adds up the PR I mean we, we, you both have mentioned that the dreadful recruitment uh, of managers and players you know you, you can't forget really about the, the PR gaffes between the uh, between the club and the support base as well because every every club needs harmonious you know harmonious supporters uh, and 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 look, look at the strength of Charlton fans when they get when they get their minds to something. Look at the back to the Valley campaign in the nineties. Look how well that was done. And now you know, look at look at Card now and similar and yeah, and pro- the way people are organising process. When once Charlton fans get their mind to it, you know, I'm sure it's, it's I'm sure it's English football fans, but we see it from a Charlton point of view. Once Charlton fans do it, do this sort of thing, they can do it. And and look at the look look at the you know you get fans who two three seasons ago would give up. You know, you know, kids from school and stuff or who are on summer holidays or, or someone who's just off from work will come down and wash the seats for you. You know, you, you've given up all that goodwill because you, you, your PR gaffes and your unwillingness to listen to people outside of the club who, who only had your best interests in heart at, at, at the time. And that's one of the many reasons, obviously, you touched on the... Uh, I think another, another reason as well is if you look at, the, um, if you look at the, the staff turnover, not in terms of players, but in terms of non-playing staff, um, the amount of people that have sort of come and gone you know in this succession of this era if you can call it you know you're talking about you know going back to the who's that recent one uh, that head of commercial the head of commercial, head of commercial. Fizz, I think she's called yeah it. PR and my understanding is that Fizz, Fizz was actually the, the, the second uh, victim of the statement I understand she decided after the Melbourne uh, the Melbourne mm. statement where, where, she, where, she, where she ended up quitting I understand that Fizz actually decided to go then uh, mm. and, and wanted to work until the end of the season because you, mm. you know <laughs> some people are classy. Well, I heard a, I heard a rumor about the reason why she did leave, and I don't know how true it is, but um, it's just in terms of everything, you know, like the the assistant manager who came and left within like like a month, a month or something. Yeah. And then you had you know people just you know the coaching staff, Phil Chapel, Ben Roberts. You know Nathan Jones, or was he in? Was yeah. that for this era? Uh, Nathan, Nathan yeah, Jones. A while ago. But look how well Nathan's doing. That but one. that's yeah. what I mean. If you look at, all, I can't remember when we was in the Premiership. I didn't hear anyone leaving. No. We had that same. I know I'm not battling on about the old Premiership days, but any, even when Pally was here, it was just consistent. It was stable, and everyone wanted to be part of it. Whereas now, everyone just seems to want to jump ship, and we don't see what it, what's behind closed doors every day. But there's got to be a reason, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. it goes back to that arrogance as well, because under power, okay. Powell's not the best manager in the world. You know, he's not a Mourinho. 
Kermigan isn't the world's best striker. Phil Chappell's arguably... Debatable. <laughs> arguably... <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, probably me too, to be fair. Um, you know, Phil Chappell's maybe not the world's best scout, but those players, they knew what it meant to play for Charlton. Mm. Du Châtelet had, when he bought this club, the makings there of a very, very good team, a very good squad, and a very good club. And all he needed to do, all we really needed, was a bit of a financial boost because the money had dried up for Powell. Uh, you know, it's all ifs and buts. But if he'd have just put, supplied that investment, rather than saying, nah, I can do it better than you, I know what I'm doing, you all leave, I'm going to bring in these people based on their stats, you know, Katrien from a completely different business, like you say, players just based on stats, and I'm going to make that work. And it hasn't. And this has now proven it with our relegation. And like uh, Jacko said there, it's the fans that lose out because we've now got to sit through however many seasons at lower levels while the team and the squad try and rebuild. Oh, what a situation we're in. I think, I think you summed, happy, happy, yeah. happy. I think, I think you summed it up very nicely there, Tom. Let's, uh, let's have a quick break. I'm going to look ahead to... We're not really going to do much of a looking ahead to the Brighton game, but we'll tell you what we are going to look ahead to. Oh, yeah. Is the Brighton chaos. So am I still waiting For this world to stop hating Can't find a good reason Can't find hope to believe in Welcome back to Charlton Live, your relegation special here as we look back at the, the fact that the Addicts have been relegated to League One purely at the hands of uh, owner Roland Duchatelet and his uh, his CEO, uh, Katri Mary. That's very weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, um, Card have been busy, uh, as they always have been, uh, organising themselves into uh, into uh, dishing out uh, statements they had a, a, a statement to, to pop uh, last night after after relegation and it was a direct reaction to um to the statement issued by Katrine uh, the, the one we spoke about earlier um, uh, saying that they reject Katrine's statement uh, completely it said last August mayor wrote in her program notes from a personal point of view I realize that from now on there's no one to hide behind anymore Yet she has been hiding behind virtually ever since, at least when it comes to engaging openly and honestly with supporters. The truth is that she is wretchedly inadequate for her role, and so are most of her senior management. She and the owner, Roland du Chatelet, have made mistake after mistake since they came to the club in January 2014, and despite numerous promises to the contrary, they have never learned from them. Uh, they say if they had a shred of integrity or self-awareness, they would walk away now. Uh, and then the the most powerful uh, uh, sentence from the little paragraph from this first statement they released says there will be no collaboration from there with them now or in the future. They are the enemy of everything that Chowan has been and will be again. We must remove them, Chairman Richard Murray and their other apologists before they destroy the club completely. I mean that that is such pow- such powerful words. Yeah, really really damning indictment of of the situation at the club. And like you said on Sunday's on Sunday's show. Um, you know, they're here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to get him out of the club. They're not interested in dialogue now. They're not interested in rebuilding with them or working with them. You know, if people want to want to do that, then they're going to have to go, you know, other ways. Carter purely here to get rid of him. And, and that statement just confirms that, doesn't it? And says, just, yeah, as I say, reconfirms that and, and shows that they're not going to give up just because, you know, the side are down. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, obviously... Uh, we were, they released. I think they released a video look, looking ahead to, um, to to Brighton with a, a kitchen sink falling on. Obviously, mm-hmm. in football, when you when you're chucking on the kitchen sinks, I mean you're, fr- you're throwing everything forward. I don't, I don't think they're literally going to be throwing kitchen sinks around. The, I the wondered ground. that when yeah. I saw the video. To be fair, uh, and uh, they've. Um, they, I mean, I don't. I don't know any of the details apart from the one they've released on, on the second statement, which I'm about to read out. But it sounds like it's it's going to be huge on 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 Saturday, and it needs to be. And, they, they, they've gone to the effort of, of contacting Brighton supporters mm. as well. We've shared a, a special relationship. I mean, it was slightly before my time, but the Fans United Day when Brighton, it was 19 years ago, when Brighton were going to lose their, their Goldstone ground. Their, their play, um, Fans United was clubs, every club, but Charlton in particular, because they knew what it like, was like to lose your ground. Uh, Charlton were well represented that day, and Brighton haven't forgot that. Mm. Um, and, and they're going to as, uh, assist with the, the first thing that's been mentioned is uh, there's going to be a march uh, from 2.15pm on Saturday down Chelton Church Lane uh, to, to the valley. And obviously we saw that we saw the, the masses that turned out for the funeral march and they're, they're looking to do the same. Yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately I can't make Saturday because I've got um, something on. But uh, I've sort of, I know there's a lot of Brighton fans that are going to be involved and 
you know, and I hope, you know, I hope the word gets around, or if they even listen to this, you never know. <laughs> but um, you know, just hope they sort of get involved, even on the march and whatever's planned for but the day. It, it just shows how naive Katrine, mm. in particular, with her comments to uh, after the, the first initial process, two percent comments, that sort of thing, uh, and um, and Roland is with his desire to try and change English football just how naive they are to take on English football because mm. you know we're all we're all rivals in a sense but you know we're, it's all very tribal but when when you take on English football people understand that I understand if, if someone if someone's going to try and ruin Hartlepool Football Club I'd be on Hartlepool Football Club's fan side yeah. you know I, I, I support English football teams in, in in things like this and, and it just shows how naive they were because the, the full weight of English football support are going to fall fall on top of them Mm. Even like the, there was tweets going around yesterday of um, my little brother's a Palace fan and he was saying sort of similar things, you know, even though in one way, you know, he's delighted what's happened. In, on the other hand, you just can't stand any football club rival or not for this to happen to. And obviously now that we've all experienced, I don't think I'd wish this on any other club. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one thing getting relegated and we've seen... You know, we, we've seen teams like Palace get relegated from the Premiership simply because they, they they weren't good enough, not because there was people there trying to do something ridiculously different and making terrible decisions. Mm. And, and at the same time, we, we, we got relegated from the Premier League because we made bad decisions, but not toxic decisions like no. these ones. And, and, and we have to take it on the chin when, when the other teams take the mickey out of you. But it's, it's, it's different this time because everyone knows, because of, of, of what Card and, and, and Charlton supporters have been doing, everyone knows what, what's going on here. Yeah. I don't know. We're just... It's, di- it's difficult, but... Yeah, I mean, now they can sort of, sort of think that you know, well, they do think we're weird, don't they? So, um, <laughs> yeah, true. but all of us, you know, you know, like I said, just let's hope it all goes well. Saturday, Brighton fans get involved, just, just, just because I think that'll be a bigger picture as well for the media as well if they see yeah. fans coming together, um, not just Charlton fans. Yeah, I mean, Tom, it's, it's it's a huge chance for. I mean, we've we've been doing it all season, but for Charlton fans to show. Uh, exactly what their feelings are, and now that we've been relegated, it'll probably help even with, with the media coverage because people will know that. You know, not only is it a mess off the field, it's a mess on the field because we got relegated. Yeah, absolutely. And and more to the point, now we've got relegated and the protests aren't dying down. It shows that we weren't just just doing it until then. You know, it's going to continue, and we're going to continue to fight for this club, even though this season there's nothing to to fight for on the pitch. Um, I think it's interesting seeing the statement today. How many news outlets have already picked up on the fact that that protest is coming? I think in previous big protests we've seen, you know, post-game people dissect the protest and it's got a lot of publicity there. But this mm. one's picking up steam already well, across national news and, yeah. and that's going to only bode well for Card. Well, like I said, the fact that we are relegated means we're, we're, more, of a, we, we've, we're more of a story than we were even beforehand. But I also know, uh, I haven't opened the Charlton Live inbox now, but I know for a fact that when I open that there's going to be an email in from Card because they've got, you know, people don't realise how much work goes on behind the scenes to, to get their, their their side of the story out there. Yeah. They email, they email. I mean, obviously, we're, we're rather small fry, but they email national newspapers, and we're, we're lucky enough to be on that mailing list as well, so we get the statements. Uh, and that's why national newspapers are picked up on it. They don't they, they don't scour yeah. Twitter as much as you think they would. They, yeah. they, they actually... You know, get get these uh, get these uh, the statements from straight from Card because that's how good they are at getting out. And marketing wise, you can't argue with how well Card have done. Nah, it's you know, it's a, I don't know how long it's been really, but what two or three months and the the rise and the increase and obviously the protests themselves have increased, but the increase in in media attention on them has been huge and and it's nothing less than they deserve because, like you say, to take on English football, you're making a dangerous enemy, and and Card are proving that point week by week and. Saturday is looks like it's going to be a culmination of that, and it's it's certainly going to be exciting to to see what happens. Right, we um we 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 can't really do a prediction for the game. I mean, because we haven't really looked ahead <laughs> to the game in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> so we're going to do a prediction for what game, what minute the game's going to get abandoned in. Tom, uh, eight, eighteen, eighteen. Yeah, knife minute. Yeah, what minute? Yeah, I'm, I thought we were doing seconds. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 right, all right, I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to say three minutes for Chris Powell's number. Yeah, okay. I'm going to nice, guess. How many goals are we conceded now? Does that still fit within the no, 90 I don't minutes? know, I'm not, I'm, not sure, yeah, I'm not sure if it will, actually. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we, we are sort of joking. We don't think the game's going to get abandoned as such, but there's certainly going to be disruption, uh, which you've, you've almost come to expect now from, from the Charlton protests. And, you know, we, we just hope that, you know, some, some people have been disappointed with, with some of Card's actions over the last couple of weeks, or just the last week, really. It, was, it wasn't a great deal of protesting during during the, uh, the the previous game against Derby because it was the upbeat stay and saving everything for the uh, the Brighton game, but you know just hope that everyone everyone pulled together. If 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 you're of the viewpoint that that Roland 
and Catherine need to go, then then, then pull together and 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 become as one with uh, with the the the, the, the Charlton fans who have decided to uh, to do the uh, the protest. I think. Um, I think that, that that's enough of our of our relegation um, uh, special for this evening. Uh, it's, it's been a horrible show to do, hasn't it, guys? It's, it's but, been our penultimate one as well, hasn't it? Uh, our penultimate preview. We've got, we've, got we? two, we've got two more. Our uh, penultimate home one, though. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll, we'll have two more weeks to do. I think two more weeks. Yeah, we've got three games done. left, haven't we? <laughs> nearly over. Yeah, nearly done. So two more big match previews. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to look forward to for uh, for us, but anyway, uh, Tom, thanks for for coming in and wallowing in the misery with me. Yeah, you're welcome, Nathan. You've been a, a shoulder to cry on. Thanks for coming. I, f- I feel like a massive weight is off my shoulders now. I've come to cry to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope we, we hope we hope this podcast has been the, the, the first part of the healing process for all of you. But we all know, re- in reality, it's a it's, it's a long, long way to go yet. Uh, I've been Louis Mendes. This has been Charlton Live. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O S E A Malibu.com code SUMMER.